It's in the game. Yeah! Hey, and welcome to a new edition of It's in the Game here on the Cruise Control Podcast. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. You can find the podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Download, rate, comment, and subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also be a patron of the show at patron.com slash cruise control, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash cruise control. I got a very special guest here on the show today. He is the Bronx Borough President, Mr. Ruben Diaz Jr. He's on Twitter at Ruben Diaz Jr. and also on Instagram at Ruben underscore Diaz underscore Jr. Jr. Uh, Ruben, my man, how you doing? How you doing, Randy? It's good to be on the program. Hey, Ruben, man, you know, we greatly appreciate you coming on the show today. I know you're a very busy guy. You're out there doing great things for the Bronx and the Bronx community, uh, ribbon cutting and photo ops and autograph signings and holding babies and things of that nature. But uh, for you to spend some time with us today, man, we greatly appreciate that. It's always good to be able to take a break and talk about sports, man. I hear that. Um, you know what? First of all, I started with this. Um you are a fan of all New York sports, right? I, or no? I would, I, more, more teams than others. So I'm a, I'm New York Giant, New York Yankee, New York Nick. Okay, so no Mets and no Jets. <laughs> <laughs> no Nets, Mets, or Jets. Well, you know, I'm not against them, but I'm just not a fan. <laughs> I hear that. You know, cause you know me, um, you know, being a New York native, people people make fun of me saying, you know, how can you be a, a New York native and not be a fan of any of the teams? And I, and I say, listen, I, I'm only a fan of the Knicks. I'm not a Jet, Giant, Yankee, Mets uh, fan. So You're not a Yankee fan? I, am, I I'm not a Yankee fan, but... That doesn't mean I have a team. I don't watch baseball enough to say, you know what, that's my team. Right. Uh, I do like a couple Yankees uh, that they have uh, on the roster now, but uh, if you ask me... You're just not a baseball fan. Exactly, but I I would say... That's valid. That's valid. Yeah, I would say more Yankees and Mets. So I'm the same way when it comes to hockey. You know, if I were to watch hockey, I think I would be a Ranger fan, Mm -hmm. but I'm not much of a hockey fan, so I don't really have a team. Now, you know, do you think that there's like an unwritten rule that, you know, if you're from New York, you have to be a fan of those teams? I think if you're from the Bronx, you got to be a Yankee fan. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to pass that as an executive order. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, this is just the greatest sports town. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fan base here is better and bigger than in any other city. Right. And the media, I mean, with, with all, the, all of the media, the, the problem is that we have several teams who, you know, have had really tough luck over the past several decades. Mm. The Mets, the Jets, and the Knicks. Yeah. Being being some of those. So the Yankees, obviously, we, you know, last time we won a championship was 2009. We just got bumped this year. We have a a pretty exciting young team. I think we got to bulk up on the pitching. Mm. Uh, There's no question that even though I dislike Boston, but Boston was just a better (laughs) team. Uh, this year, we had a couple of breaks over this um, playoff. Um, I thought we could have done, uh, you know, a little bit better. Obviously, we got slaughtered on that game three. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we we do well with baseball. With the Giants, mm-hmm. uh, we've had several, you know, chips uh, with with Phil Sims. I, I remember 1986, that was the, the, you know, the, the big blue wrecking crew. Yeah. 
So once you're once you're a teenager and you get to see a defensive line like the New York Giants in '86, you have to be a, a fan for life, if you ask me. Um, so uh, you know, I'm, I'm, and we've also had two chips with um, with Eli, even though I think that Eli is slipping. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we got we have some 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 great some great young blood in the in the Giants. And then, of course, woe is me with the Knicks, man. The Knicks oh, haven't man. won a championship since the year I was born. Wow. I've, wow. Been, I've been following the Knicks since they were free. Back in 09, <laughs> back in the days, when they had Kiki Vanderway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. That's like what, in the mid-80s, right? Late 80s? Yeah, man. I mean, I got introduced to basketball like in the, in the fourth or fifth grade. And I remember, you know, back then you had, you know, when, remember when the Sugar Hill Gang said, um, "I got a color TV to watch the, so I can see mm-hmm. play basketball." That's when it was free back then. Yeah. So, so um, you know, Bernard King, Kiki Van. Ever since then, I've been a Knicks fan, and, and you know that we've had some exciting years in the early '90s. But for yeah. the most part, we continue to get our hearts broken. So, so even though I'm not a Met fan, and even though I'm not a Jet fan, I, mm-hmm. I understand what they're going through. Yeah, and you, know, you mentioned with the Yankees, uh, they, they made it to the Game 7 ALCS last year. They got bumped out this year in four to the ALDS uh, against the, the Red Sox. I know you're not a fan of that, but um, they dealt with a lot of adversity, a lot of injuries, uh, new manager with, with Aaron Boone. But I think, you know, going into next year, I think, you know, there will be a, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and, you know, I hope that it becomes contagious because if you look, there's um, several parallels between the Yankees and the Knicks, right? So, mm-hmm. you said, they have a new manager with, with Boone. You know, we're coming out with, with Fisdale this year. We've had, the Yankees have had injuries. Our unicorn is going through his ACL. Yeah. Um, poor thing as that is. Um, even though I thought Porzingis at seven three should have been playing more of a of a stable, relaxed game, you know, crossing people over and, mm-hmm. and, and taking it, you know, from hoop to hoop, is not what we necessarily need to see from our seven footer. But um, you know, he's he's one of a kind. Like I said, he's a unicorn, and it's going to be tough now with a new with a new coach with new blood. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that Kevin Knox is going to is going to come in and do as well as he did with the summer league. Uh, but, but, you know, we're very low expectations, even though this is New York. I'm, I'm optimistic that, uh, something is going to come about. Before I get, before I get to the Knicks, uh, you mentioned the Giants, Eli, you, you mentioned he, he, he ain't looking too good right now. So I know they're at the, the time where, you know, what do they do? Or where, where do they go with their future with Eli? You know, Odell Beckham is... You know Odell Beckham, and um, it, right now we're at a point where what do we do with Eli? People could say he's a Hall of Famer, won two rings. Even that question is like up in the air. Is Eli really a Hall of Famer? One, is he a Hall of Famer? And two, what do you think they should do with Eli going forward? I think automatically, right? It's like it's like in baseball. If you if you hit five hundred home runs, right? Um, you know, there's certain triggers that automatically get you into the Hall of Fame. You know, three thousand hits. Mm-hmm. You can have three thousand hits and like five thousand strikeouts, but I think the three thousand hits get you into the Hall of Fame, right? Right, true. So with Eli, and you know, when you look at NFL, winning a Super Bowl is a big deal. Winning two, I think, does that. Uh, I'm gonna do something now that's probably gonna get me in trouble with some of your viewer and listenership. <laughs> um, I believe that Eli is probably the most overrated two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback in the history of NFL. 
Uh, if you look that we, you know, as a even as a big Giant fan, uh, I think that Eli, unlike his brother Peyton, is not as accurate as we would like for a quarterback. He's not automatic. I mean, think about it. For all of the Giant fans who are listening, uh, if if you know, how confident confident do you feel if we're down um, three or four p- points mm-hmm. and it's it's under two minutes? The Giants have the ball. We're down, and it's in Eli's hand. Do we feel confident that just like, you know, other, you know, star quarterbacks like Brady, do, do we, do, are we, you know, like Brady, do we think, that, that do we feel confident that, that Eli's going to take us down and put us in the end zone? You know, we, we, don't, we don't have the confidence that other teams have with their quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who's been in the league for so long, who has two chips under his belt, it should be a little bit more automatic. And I understand people are going to say, well, what about the O-line? You know, it's been weak. Uh, but even even when um, Eli throws the ball, it seems like he's not accurate. He, he, he overthrows or underthrows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't allow for some of the talent that we've had, you know, when Cruz was there or... or or even now with Odell, you know these are types. Type, these are these are, um, are receivers that you have to give them the ball in stride, right? Right. That, that, that you know you don't have to give them the bomb, but if you put it right in front of them, they can do the rest. But for me, my frustration with Eli has always been that he, you know, they always have to do too much to get that ball, too much of a stretch. Yeah. He never puts it accurate where he puts it in stride to allow them to do exactly what we know they can once they catch the ball. I mean, we have Saquon, uh, you know, this year uh, that can open that up a little bit, but I think it's time. I think it's time, Randy. I know, me too. And you know what? Eli Manny's facial expressions are classic, Ruben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he, he, he gets hit and this, he, he, you know, he'll get up and he, he, he acts like, I don't know where I'm at. And we're at a point where, again, the accolades are there, two-time champion. Uh, you know, again, he might be the most overrated quarterback to win two chips uh, of all time. But, um, you know, he, he, he's been at the, at, at the helm for over 13, 14 years. And maybe people feel like they should have drafted a quarterback this past uh, season. But now they got Barkley, they got Odell, they can build around them it just now you know who do you go out there and get from from college next year and then this is new york also sometimes i feel like there's not this sense of urgency you go back to his facial expressions right yeah and mannerisms and maybe that's part of his just his personality and his character but come on eli you are the quarterback of the new york giants and there are times when I feel like he's not showing that leadership in the huddle or on the sidelines. I feel like he's not the one amping up his players. True. Uh, and that's what's needed from a, from a, a grade-A quarterback. And we just don't get that from him. Sometimes, I, we, you know, this is New York. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need a little bit of that attitude. Right. Uh, two-part question. Um, mm-hmm. As a New York sports fan, is there a moment or a game that – you know, you it, it was the worst feeling you had as a fan, whether it's a a, a game seven like uh, the Yankees in one World Series. Oh, uh, that's the worst. Oh, really? This is, oh, that's number one. Come on, I can't get any worse than that, Randy. You, <laughs> this is Boston Yankees, bro. This is the Boston Yankees, and we have them down three and zero. 
right? Was it three and zero? No, the one I me- the, the one I mentioned was you, you guys um, lost Game Seven O one to Arizona with uh, Mariano. No, 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 no. When we when we had the, the when, they, when, when Boston did what no other team has done before when okay. they came back, I think it was three and zero. Yeah, and they won oh, three and one, and and they came back. And, and bumped us and mm-hmm. went on to win uh, the title that year, a couple of years ago. Yeah. That by far, just because it was Boston. But then again, I mean, I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm more of a, of a basketball fan. I know we're going to get to basketball. Mm-hmm. But then the 94 Knicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I've had a couple. Of, we're going to get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, um, yeah, the Knicks have broke. There's a couple of times that the Knicks broke my heart. So if, if if those are the worst, what would you say are the best times uh, you've seen being a New, a New York sports fan? Oh, every time the Giants have won the championship, um, oh. when when um, in two thousand and nine the Yankees. Okay. Um, even when I was younger, you know, I going to the stadium with my dad and my brother and sister. Uh, I was a big Greg Nettles fan. So I remember, you know, the every time we used to go into the playoffs, and and the stadium was was affordable back then, and just mm-hmm. going into the bleachers, but but just always seeing like Greg Nell, when the Yankees beat, um, uh, they were going at it with the um, with the Kansas City Royals, okay, and just to see that battle. Remember the um, with George Brett? I don't, I'm dating myself here, <laughs> but <laughs> these are all it. like childhood memories for me. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, as a Yankee, um, and and just the big names like Dave Winfield and Reggie Jackson and Bob Watson, um, you know, Willie Randolph, Lou Pinella, Ron Guidry, Goose Gossage. You know, those for me. When you, when, oh, it's always when you're young, uh, and you're you're there with the family in the ballpark. Those right. for me are like win or lose. Those are the best, the best memories for me. Mm. Um. As a Knicks fan, uh, you've been a Knicks fan for a very long time. Me, I tell you real quick, I, I got to be a Knicks fan in in '99. Uh, I was always a Chicago Bull fan, and once they, you know, dismembered, I'm like, hey, I gotta find a team. And that summer or that that spring, they made a trade for for Spreewell, and Spree was one of my favorite guys um, in the NBA. Right. He, uh, he he got to New York, and I said, all right, Knicks on my team. But the last 19 years, they haven't been all that great. So for you as a Knicks fan. Do you see it more as, you know, your career as a Knicks fan, is it more ups and downs, more downs and ups, more like just kind of even keel? No, it's been even keel or down. <laughs> 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 we, I'm 45 years old. Mm. We haven't won a championship in 45 years. That's amazing. So, I mean, in the 90s, you had Charles Smith, who triple, quadruple pumped. He's like a thousand feet tall. He should have just dunked the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall that. Oh, you, yes, you, I do. Yes, I'm I dating do. myself again. But Charles Smith is somebody that I'm still angry at. Um, you had, and I told him to his face, John Starks, he went, what, three for 18, three for 13, something like that. Something like and he that. kept pulling the trigger, and instead of stopping um, in, 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 that, in, the, in those playoffs, mm-hmm. when we could have, you know, John Starks, which was exciting, right? Yeah. Um, Patrick Ewing, who's iconic, right? But Patrick Ewing, I think, never allowed for the Knicks to get that supporting cast for him because of his contract. He always had such a balloon payment. Mm -hmm. And unlike Jordan 
and I'll get to him in a minute. But unlike Jordan, you know, a lot of people don't realize how underpaid as a player. I mean, Jordan made his money on the sponsor end, but it was because of that that he was able to get the supporting cast like Scottie Pippen and others because he left money on the table uh, with, with Chicago. Ewing never really did that, and that's why we he never really had the supporting cast um, that he should have had back in the 90s that could have won us a championship. Uh, if you look at um, John Starks, John Starks was packing bags in a supermarket, and he came from the CBA into the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was exciting, but he wasn't really, you know, that caliber player that we needed in order to get over the the, um, the Bulls. We mm-hmm. did it the year that Jordan left. Right. But we couldn't get, and we also couldn't get over the year, you know, we didn't have the, the caliber to get over the Houston Rockets. I mean, they had Elijah one. They had um, they had Kenny Smith. You know, that was quite a roster. Mm-hmm. They had um, you know um, Big Shot Bob, Robert yeah. Horry. San Cassell, that was, that was tough. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah I, I think you know, especially when you guys had Pat Riley coaching, it was like you know, to me that you know, aside from Phil Jackson, that was the best coach in the league, and I think it was a, a big time missed opportunity for you guys to to, to get a ring during that era. And we always get someone who did well when they were not here. We pay them the big bucks, and either they get injured or go in a slump. No, I tell you this, Ruben. And, you and, guys, or, you, and or vice versa. We yeah. get someone who um, doesn't do well while they're here. They leave <laughs> us. I mean, look at Ariza. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. I mean, Jamal Crawford, people don't realize, was a Nick. He leaves us and starts, he's like the sixth man of the year, like 17 years in a row. Mm-hmm, yep. God bless him. He's like 40 years old, still looking like he's 25. Yeah. You know, you know, they're, they're, they're so, well, remember when we had um, Grandmama? Oh, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. He was yep. in the Hornets. Incredible, right? All over the commercials. We mm-hmm. bring him over here. Uh, Alan Houston, we give him $100 million. And, yeah. you know, when he was with the uh, Detroit. Yep. That one year, he got the friendly role, and and that was good. And the, you know, it was able to get us by in the in the playoffs. But um, you know, he 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 didn't pan out to be a hundred million dollars worth. And you know, what, Ruben, it's either that or you guys get somebody not in their prime no more. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, seen it with, uh, you talked uh, about Latrell Sprewell, but mm-hmm. I mean, he was phenomenal before he got to us, right? Yeah, he was. You know, and um. And then, and then, whenever we we do get someone who's in their prime, like a Carmelo Anthony, um, you know, either you have injuries or you don't have the the money, the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. And look at again, going back to Porzingis, you know, that ACL yeah. is going to devastate us uh, now. And then the question becomes: When he becomes a free agent, do we keep him? I would say, yeah. But but the thing is, we also know that people once they tear their AC, you know, once you have that ACL tear, mm-hmm. are they ever the same again? And at seven three, I mean, you know, I have to bring up names like 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 Ralph Sampson, uh, you know, Bernard King. There's so many. There's so many. You know, big time players that once they have those types of injuries, or going back to the Knicks, mm-hmm. one thing one thing about us is. You know, and, and I haven't been able to appreciate, um, you know, some of the greatest players in the planet because they've been Nick killers. So even when we have the roster, that's why I, I've only recently started appreciating Michael Jordan, going back to, to previous real, going to YouTube and, and mm-hmm. watching him, um, seeing some of the NBA classics, you know, on the channel, some of the games. But I used to hate Michael Jordan. 
Uh, yeah, I figured. I used to hate Scottie Pippen. <laughs> Reggie Miller, come on. Oh, man. Yeah. What was it, like eight points in 18 seconds? Yeah. Still does. Mm-hmm. Then, then, he, then he puts on the choke sign. Yep, to spike. To spike. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those those were classic moments. And I think, I, I, you know, Knicks fans, you know, I try to ask a few, like, hey, who, who did you hate more during that time, Jordan or, or Reggie? And some, some said Reggie because of the antics, but most said Michael because – Every time they got to Michael to, to to try to get over that hump, Michael was always there, right in their face, and they they never got over the hump against Chicago. While he was there, yeah, when he left in '94, they they beat yeah. Chicago in seven. But it just most most Knicks fans hate Jordan the most. I I agree. I you know Jordan was you know he was the, the Nick killer. Um, we were able to get past the you know the Indiana Pacers. But we never got over the uh, the Michael Jordan Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, you mentioned you know do we sign Porzingis when he when he becomes a free agent? Um, the rumor out there is that you know Kevin Durant might consider New York. Um, he's still with the Warriors. He might get a third ring this season. And you know let let's pretend if he decides to leave, I don't think I don't think why he would. Um, but him coming to New York would be great. Would be fantastic. It just be that that. Uh, another superstar coming here. Uh, could they win a championship? I don't know. But um, Kevin Durant coming to New York, do you like the possibility of that happening? You see, you're doing this to me like everybody else. You're playing with my emotions. <laughs> this is like KD coming to, to, to the Knicks. That's playing with my emotions. Once upon a time, it was supposed to be LeBron. Yep. yep. You know, then they said it was going to be um, uh, uh, who else? Um, it was a lot. It was LeBron. It was Houston, Amari. Houston, um, uh, no, um, Chris uh, Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. They yeah. were supposed to come here, and there was supposed to be this whole marriage between all the buddies and Melo. Mm-hmm. And every year we go through these speculations, and every year my my emotions uh, get tampered with. So, yep. would it be great? Absolutely. I think that we would have the cap, the salary cap, um, would allow us to do it. Um, it would be fine. It would be great to pair KD up with the Porzingis. Um, you know, this year, like you said, Golden State's poised to win. You know, the three P. I don't know of any team other than maybe Houston or maybe Boston um, that could take them down. Mm-hmm. But now that they got Boogie, uh, they become really tough. You know, where they're gonna have Boogie and Green. So on the defense, once upon a time we thought that Golden State were the pretty soft boys, right? Yeah, they were the soft boys. Now they're gonna be a tough team. So it's like they're gonna come in and shoot your lights out. You have, you know, the Splash Brothers shoot your lights out. They have KD, and then when you come in reverse on the defense, now you got Green and Boogie to deal with, huh? So, so it's, it's gonna be really tough. But with that said, I think that there has to be something inside of KD. That is not fulfilling. That you have to go and win your rings with a with a super team to begin with. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll take up that challenge and come to New York. And the fact that we have Nilakina and and we have um, Knox and we have Harding. I think we pay too much for Harding Jr. But we have Harding and the Porzingis. Is, is you know we have Cantor. Yeah. Um, you know. So I think that we could you know we could sprinkle this around them and and make it a good run. But you know until that happens, I'm going to keep my emotions in check. So what are your your true deep down expectations for this team again? Porzingis men I play this year. You mentioned Hardaway Jr., Cancer, new new uh, coach with with, uh, with Fisdale, right. uh, Scott Perry and Scott Mills. 
um, you know, being at the helm. Uh, no more Phil Jackson, no more clouds like that. So now going forward this year, now there's no LeBron in the Eastern Conference. So it's a little wide open to a degree. I know everybody says Boston, Toronto, and Philly, but uh, your true expectations for this team this year are what? So, so look, I think that without Phil Jackson there, and uh, you have to respect, you know, the Zen master and what he did with Chicago and L.A., um, what he did as a Nick. So he had so many rings. But his, his triangle offense, and then it was semi-triangle, and, <laughs> you know, maybe it was, uh, you know, some other geographic shape or form. That didn't work out. It didn't play well. I think that Fisdale is a great coach for this team. It's a young team. Um, the bright side of, of not having um, Porzingis, I guess, would be that uh, you would allow for the team to grow mm-hmm. without, you know, hiding behind a star player, right? Right. So, so a lot of times you, when you have all of these new pieces and you have a star player, it's difficult to, to gel uh, because so much of the offense is running around the, 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 the star player. But in this case, they, they have no choice. So hopefully they'll start gelling together so that by the time Porzingis comes in, um, they, will, they will be an identity. And we don't have that identity right now. We gotta, mm-hmm. we gotta, we gotta strive for that identity. My, my expectations would be hopefully that we just do better than last year at this moment. You know, we haven't been in the playoff for five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 lost fifty some odd games last year, and I'm just hoping that we that you know mm-hmm. that hopefully we are five hundred ball club. Yeah, I think for me, you know, the 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 better stable you are. The more continuity, the more chemistry, because we we change coaches every two years. We had Derek Fisher, we had Jeff Hornacek, now we had David Fisdale, we had Phil Jackson at the top. Then it, 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 to with star players, you you have uh, you know Carmelo. Then it was Jeremy Lin and you know, Amari Stoudemire. It's like if we can just remain constant and stay, you know stay with one goal and not trade draft picks or trade young guys and just develop them. Uh, I think, you know, it'll go We don't see way. that enough of that. I mean, look, I could talk about sports for, for a long time. I yeah. got I, I to run, but, the, the, but you make an interesting point that, you know, unfortunately we are in a day and age in the NBA that there's just not that level of consistency. True. Um, where players are just, I mean, think about somebody like LeBron. He's going into his third team now. Right? Yeah. And once upon a time, a player of LeBron's caliber stayed with one team and and we 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 known him to be that team. Um, Kobe did that. Uh, Jordan did that. But 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 we don't see that level of consistency, that development, right? Um, that identity. We we it's like the fans are not allowed to fall in love with a certain uh, DNA or a certain team identity. Uh, but hopefully that will be the case with the Knicks. We certainly have young pieces here. Uh, I think what a lot what happens is this three year rookie contract. Um, you know when when young ball players do well, mm-hmm. then they then they start to test their 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 worth, right? Um, especially if their option B or C, um, they start to believe like Harding did, right? I mean, when Westbrook and KD, he was option C, he goes and starts to test the market, and now yeah. he's option A mm-hmm. at the Houston, and you can't blame him for that, but. You know, think about if that if that nucleus would have st- stuck together in in um, in um, uh, OKC, right? Right. That 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 would have been a triple threat. That could have been a dynasty. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we'll see that for the Knicks. Well, Ruben, uh, I know I know you got to run, but I greatly appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us. Um, and, and you know, for me and my brother Joe and our entire Hoops in the Sun family, we, we greatly appreciate all your efforts, your love and support for the for the program for the last couple of years. Uh, um, it, it, it doesn't go unnoticed, and I know we'll try to do some, some something special for year twenty next summer. Um, look, the, the pleasure is all mine. I want to thank you guys. You guys are keeping um, a certain Bronx tradition, uh, a New York City tradition with street basketball. You know, I'm a fan of street ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hoops in the Sun, um, you know, it, we continue to do it in, in your dad's name. Uh, but it's something that people in Orchard Beach really love, and, and the fact that you guys get, you know, Class A college players and NBA players out there, uh, for me, it's a treat. And as the borough president, I'm going to continue to support you guys, at least as long as I'm here. All right, Ruben, thank you, man. I appreciate okay. it. Okay, bye-bye. All right.